Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1723. Today we're going to have some fun at Team Speedway. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah! Today I'm in Lincoln, Nebraska, talking with a very special guest by the name of Bill Schneider. Bill, welcome to Cars Yeah! Are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I think so. <laughs> well, you good. Know, we're, we're open for the best. Yeah. I hope so. I'll try to keep the car shiny side up, as they say. Now, before I give you a proper introduction, I want you to share one thing with my listeners, Bill, that most people may not know about you. Well, there's a few of those, I guess, but, uh, you know, primarily I'm a car guy, but I do own a couple antique Harley-Davidson motorcycles, Oh, and they occasionally make the Black Hills of South Dakota. Okay. Kind of have uh, some history from back there, from Sturgis and whatever, and, you know, it's kind of a weird place. You know, you can feel the history when you're up there, you know, the, the old school stuff, and it's it's kind of a hot rod religious experience. Yeah. Hard to explain, and I'm just going to leave it there, you know, but that... <laughs> That would be one thing people never see. Very cool. Is, is antique Harleys, yeah. Yeah, I love it. Let me give you a proper introduction, and then we're going to dive into what you do every day for fun. Bill Schneider is the team manager for Team Speedway. Bill joined the team after a professional career as a mobile crane engineer. He also served 25 years on the local rescue squad responding to high-speed interstate wrecks and other accidents where he used safety gear in life-saving situations and applications. After joining Team Speedway about seven years ago, Bill progressed from engineering to managing and growing the Speedway Quality Control and Research and Development Engineering Department. Utilizing Team Speedway to test real-life situations, he's made a huge impact on the high-performance suspension systems at Speedway Motors and many other aspects. We'll be back in just a moment to learn more about Bill and Team Speedway, but first, a word from our sponsors. They keep this show on the air, so give them a little listen, give them a little love, and we'll be right back. Did you know that Covercraft offers you much, much more than just car covers, floor mats, seat covers, and trunk liners? When you visit Covercraft.com, you'll find Cologne Custom Bras, Labra Front End Covers, and hood protectors that protect your vehicle's front end during road trips. No more rock chips or hours removing nasty bug jerky from the grill or your paint. You'll find vehicle seatback organizers that keep everything in check. They're perfect for those kids' things in the back seat. Spidey gear webs that keep the cargo in your truck bed safely in place. Seat heaters, cargo bars, pro nets, rooftop carriers, and pet travel barriers that keep Fido in the back seat where he belongs. They even make tire covers for winter storage or summer storage of your tires. And don't forget their dash mat dashboard covers that shield the sun's damaging rays and their sunscreens, one of my personal favorites. Their pet protection pads are easy to install. They remove and are washable. They protect your floors, seats from Fido's damaging claws and messy fur and hair. Everything at Covercraft is carefully engineered and, of course, always quality made. And I've got a great deal for you. If you use the code YAW, 120 at Covercraft.com, you get 10% off your Covercraft order. That's right, 10% off. Just use the code YAH120, Y-E-A-H-120 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. When it was time to renew my last policy for my collector car, my carrier's rates went up. 
They went way up. But my usage was the same and I never had made a claim. No tickets, nothing. What's with that? American Collectors Insurance, that's who now protects my Porsche Turbo. The one I call my orange crush. Has your collector car insurance recently raised your rates for no good reason? Tired of paying an annual membership fee? (laughs) I was too. So I shopped around, I asked friends for recommendations, and found a winner that I can trust. And boy, am I glad I did. I'm saving hundreds of dollars. I can sleep at night knowing my baby is properly insured. American Collectors Insurance have been protecting vehicles since 1976. They provide me with an agreed value insurance policy backed by a history of taking care of their clients. What could be better than that? Give them a call for a quote today at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. And protect the ones you love like I did. American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. All right, Bill, we're back. And I want to start this journey I'm going to call your life with a success quote or a mantra, some kind of saying that has a meaning for you. It's a nice way to get those wheels spinning a little bit. So, Bill, know you love to drive or grab the handlebars. So here we go. All right, you know, a, man, a mantra, that was that was an interesting question. I, I never thought about it before. So I, I guess after 10 minutes, I thought, you know, from an engineering point, for me, it's pretty straightforward, you know, primarily engineering the whole time. And, you know, the number one thing is, I think for anybody young or anybody building something or fabbing something, do not think by any means a static design and a working dynamic design are even close to the same thing. I mean, you just got to stop and reassess that because, you know, you're getting, in my world, you can have this, just a beautiful 3D model, you know, off of whatever software you do. That does not mean, just because it's pretty, it's going to work as planned when it's under load, right? <laughs> From an engineering perspective, always in a test perspective, I was all, you know, that's what I do, is then you actually run what you've designed and see what happens. So automotive is a little different. You know, the forces in automotive applications are failure level high. It's kind of similar to a crane. But worse, because it's faster and it's kind of got more G-force associated with it. So you can't guess. You don't trust the FDA with your life. You need verifiable factor of safety numbers. And that means real-life stuff. Do the math, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of a carryover from a construct, you know, the construction equipment stuff that I always, always design in. But you know, Carson Smith is one of the owners here in Lincoln of Speedway Motors. And he, you know, when I got hired and kind of moved over there, when I started, he always said the same thing. Billy, you know, you're on the edge of the universe with this race team gig. And I'm going, yeah, yeah, whatever. You know, I've been involved in cranes and tipping cranes over and all my life has been very dynamic. But, you know, I just kind of laughed at him. But I guess the past couple of years, like I, I, I basically came to realize he's kind of right. He's 100% correct. Anything bad can happen at any time at 140 miles an hour. You really can't predict it. You have full stress reversals, not to mention fatigue on the parts, on the spindles, on the springs, on you name it. You know, you're two Gs, and it just can have very unpredictable results and failures. And unfortunately, you've got to get that ironed out before it goes into production and or you go out and trust your life with it. So... That's kind of what I'm going for. I mean, from from my perspective as an engineer in in multiple venues, it doesn't make any difference what it is. Dynamic and static are not the same thing. You put a smile on my face, Bill, for this reason. My wife is a civil engineer. My father was an architect. And 
they always had this fun banter going back and forth between themselves, between the engineer, the mathematician, which is my wife, and the designer, which is my father. And my wife used to say, you know what, Dad? You're the guys that you that work with the rubber rulers. We're the ones that have to make this stuff actually work out in the field. And they, uh-huh. all, they always had this fun back and forth. But it, it reminded me, your mantra, your comments there reminded me of that kind of thing. You can make something look beautiful on paper and look beautiful in a, a computer or on a screen. But when you take it out and have to use it, sometimes... Maybe it doesn't quite work the same way when put under load. So you brought back that wonderful memory for me. Let's talk more about Speedway Motors, Team Speedway. I'd love for you to share with my listeners, what do you guys do there? What's your world like? Speedway Motors essentially has been around since the early 50s. You know, as kind of Bill Smith, you know, came across this concept of mail order hot rod parts, mm-hmm. right? And he built it. He built it from Lincoln, Nebraska, from virtually nothing. I can remember going there as a kid, this little hot rod shop on in downtown Lincoln, and now it's this gigantic warehouse and and multiple locations. And and that's changed, you know. The one thing about Speedway Motors is uh, we we kind of got back to our roots a little bit in the fact that I believe there's 12 CNC machines in the machine shop. We're doing our own fabrication on a lot of race car parts as well as street parts. But I guess in the last few years, kind of my where I'm coming from and and Speedway is uh, been probably kind of since I started at a way lower level that we've been designing and building muscle car suspensions. You know, 69 Camaro, 70 Camaro first gen, second gen, mostly Chevy right now. You know, I'm kind of working on a little Mopar stuff, but that's that's for the future. So. Along with these suspensions, it's not like selling fuzzy dice. I mean, you got a 300-item bill of material that's going to a customer. So with the manufacturing tolerances and, 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 and the like, uh, you can have some errors as they try to ship out. So basically, our day-to-day activities in my group, which kind of includes QC and R&D, we strive to take those suspension packages and, and make them complete, make them accurate, and then they can bolt into your Camaro without any problems. Everything lines up and, and everything is good. Personally, my QC team, a couple guys just back in our area, in our race shop, they verify every kit that leaves here, right? So that we go through, make sure all the bolts are right. We got all the bolts. Do we have all the right bolt sizes? And it, that's the primary thing that I have two guys working on is you just don't want to get your kit in and you want to bolt it and go drive it. You know, you don't want to have to send it back three times or, and, or wait for parts. So that's the most important thing I do. We also facilitate any custom changes to the kits. And as you could well imagine, I, I get a lot of that. People talk me into a shorter axle or different springs or, or whatever it is. And, I always try to take the time, and if it's possible to do, I go ahead and we do due diligence, and we kind of customize it for them. If they have a set of forge line wheels with the right backspace they don't want to reorder, I try to I try to work with them. So that's kind of what Speedway is about. We sell anything from fuzzy dice to tea bucket kits, like I said, and now we're into the suspension packages, which is a little bit more difficult, and we're just ironing out some of the issues. And that's where Team Speedway comes from. Everything's dynamically tested. We broke so so many components, you know, and fixed them, redesigned them, beefed them up, redesigned again. And now we've, we're confident. I'm confident that when you bolt something on like this from a day-to-day activity of going to 
going to your local drive-in for a chocolate shake or wherever you can go out and take it to Optima. You know, you, we're going to give you a pretty good product. Well, definitely. I'll tell my listeners, you go to speedwaymotors.com and you see everything from chassis, suspension, brakes, steering, air and fuel delivery, engine, cooling and heating, safety, wheels and tires, and more. Everything from street rods to race cars to trucks. I mean, just you guys cover the gamut. And I like the way you said it from fuzzy dice to chassis systems. And then the other component of your business, Team Speedway, is kind of another element of this thing, right? Well, without question. Now, when, when Team Speedway started, we had the Unsers were great friends with the Smiths. So we involved Robbie and Al Unser, and we tested these components. In fact, you know, if you if you look there, there's the Unser front end. It's a more competitive design, if you will, more adjustability. So the Unsers for five years and continuing do a lot of our do a lot of our race driving. Now that race is kind of a race in the fact that, yeah, everybody wants to win a race, right? What I want to do is not break anything. And if I do break something, I don't want it to be catastrophic and I want to be able to fix it, right? right. It's, it's part of the game. So I've got was potentially the two hardest drivers on a suspension system that you could possibly have, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, they're very, they're very defined yeah, and you have to make them happy. So that's kind of a big challenge. And over the years, we've gone from, frankly, kind of being a little embarrassed. You know, sometimes we do something stupid to we're not embarrassed and we win. And we win to the point where sometimes our cars get outlawed from where we are because, you know, we race the rule book a little bit and nobody likes getting beat. So it's, it's fun in that perspective. But primarily now I've turned that more into a test, a test bed, if you will. Currently. I don't know if you're familiar with like Grand National hubs on rear axles. It full floats the rear axle and, and you don't get any pad kickback and whatever. It's standard on our rear ends on all our cars. Well, this whole COVID thing kind of threw a wrench in some of the supply problems there. Yeah. So we designed and built our own. So we got now a fully CNC billet hub on the back of our 70 Camaro autocross car, train gauge, brittle coated, and uh, it's right in the middle of testing right now. So, you know, that's one of our, that's what we do with Team Speedway. But, of course, everybody likes to win, as you can all imagine. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine why. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> when we look back yeah. at uh, last year and the pandemic and the challenges that created for many of us, I always ask my guests to talk about a big challenge or, or failure. How did things go for you guys last year? And you just mentioned a great way that you, moved the business into another field by somewhat, I wouldn't say taking advantage of the pandemic, that's the wrong way to put it, but seeing an opportunity that the shutdown and the supply chain, which affected so many companies, people don't think about this when they think about companies being shut down that feed other companies. Well, the guys that fix the cars may be working, but you can't get the parts because they shut that down. So how did that affect you guys and what are some ways that you twisted around that or rotated around that? Let's use the track term to make things work better for you? Well, we were just trying to, you know, from my department's perspective, the minute we ran out of something, and there's there's components on these suspension packages. One is a front hub. You know, we generally run a Corvette front hub, uh, C7. The rear hubs, which is what I was just talking about, anything anything on that thing that's, that comes overseas or it comes from a supplier that can't get his casting from wherever he needs to get it, we're out. 
Yeah. So it's not just it's just not selling the fuzzy dice today because you're out of fuzzy dice. You got a four thousand dollar suspension package there that doesn't have the rear hubs on it. Yeah. Right. So you have to scramble. If you want to sell that $4,000 package, you've got to scramble just to find one part. So some of my time is spent looking for that one part, trying to figure out what a substitute workaround would be. And we were generally successful. I, you know, we try to get any suspension packages shipped out in five days from place order. Sometimes that's possible. Sometimes it's not. But the, the, the best you can do is to put it into your own hands. Mm-hmm. Instead of worrying about whether your shipment of hubs is going to come in, just build your own hub. And that's kind of what we've done. We've, we've taken a lot of the complexity of the whole COVID shutdown and made it into mainly because we have the tools and owners invested in the CNC equipment and, and we've got good workers over there. They can build essentially anything. So, you know, the car parts the car parts thing did not shut down from COVID. There were so many people working at home and doing whatever. We've, we've had, you know, from a Team Speedway's involvement as far as the G-Comp suspension packages, we've had a record year. Wow. We've sold more of them than we've ever sold before because people are putting their novas together in their garage. Sure. Yeah. So it's a challenge. You know, it's a challenge keeping all these people supplied with parts. And we just need to... You know, we've just kind of been focusing a little bit on building our own bars. We build our own sway bars, for instance. You know, you couldn't get sway bars, spline sway bars. So CNC splines on sway bars. Calculated everything out. Now we got our own. Now we got our own stuff. So right. that's how you turn it better. You know, from a bad problem. Yeah. Great story. Now looking ahead into the new year here. What are some of the the things that have you excited and fired up about this new year, 2021? Well, a couple things. One, we run a Corvette, too. You know, we're kind of dipping into that a little bit to see if we can, to see if these old C4 Corvettes and what have you have potential, you know, and they do from a track car perspective. And if somebody wants to fix one up, you can buy one for $2,000 for Pete's sake. So, you know, at that point in time, you can afford to throw a little money at it. Speedway does do a lot of turbo stuff, so I decided I was going to build my own twin turbo engine and back. So I've got a 5.3, every man's 5.3, right? When we went through it, our, we've got an engine shop, high-performance engine shop, builds race engines. So they obviously did the work, and I just slammed a couple twin turbos on it that will be over top of the hood. And so if I get a tune on it, get everything wired up here and get a tune on it, I should have that in for next spring. So that'll that'll be kind of fun. Fun. Well, very cool. Right, and then kind of along with, uh, that's a Team Speedway, that'd be a competitive car in whatever venue we decide to compete in. Maybe Standing Mile, you know, some autocross, we'll see. We'll see how it runs. And then what I think, that I'm, I'm trying to talk everybody into, that I'm kind of a historian as a bit, and we've been kicking around, uh, maybe like some old school for Team Speedways, like a golf livery, orange and light blue maybe Cobra, you know, uh, something like that. Yeah. Kind of a, kind of the throwback Ford versus Ferrari thing. You know, uh-huh. that's a, that's a very popular thing. Nobody's really latched onto that. It's kind of, it's kind of big to me, you know, the Trans Am stuff and, you know, from way back. And, and so we're kind of, we're kind of thinking about a very dynamic new concepts of brakes, new concepts of independent rear suspensions, and it'll be interesting how that comes out. Sounds like the new year has some very positive notes coming for you guys there. And congratulations on last year as well. We're going to take a short break and thank our sponsors. We come back. 
I want to talk about your personal passion for cars, where that started and all that. So sit tight, keep your seatbelt on. We'll be right back with Bill. Let's step away from the conversation and talk about our charity of choice here at Cars Yeah, America's Automotive Trust. America's Automotive Trust is a group of like-minded nonprofits that are working together to preserve and promote car culture across the country. Together, they provide scholarships and grants to aspiring technicians and restoration artists. They provide youth education programs and bring communities together through auto-related events, car shows, and drives. Among these nonprofits is TechForce Foundation, a great organization dedicated to solving the technician shortage that threatens the transportation industry today. By providing career development resources and increasing awareness and enthusiasm for the tech profession, TechForce is bringing bright young students into the auto, diesel, aviation, marine, motorcycle, motorsports, and restoration worlds. To date, they've awarded more than $10 million in scholarships and grants to tech students. And in times like these, I don't have to tell you how essential those techs are, keeping our delivery and emergency vehicles running and keeping America rolling. To learn more about TechForce or to make a donation to this cause, visit www.techforce.org. You'll be glad you did. What do you do after running a race team for 27 years with over 100 professional wins, multiple wins at the 24-hour of Daytona, and a win at Le Mans? Well, if you're Kevin Buckler, a racer and the racing group's team owner, you create Adobe Road Winery. Located in Petaluma, California, he and his team have created a winning combination with the Racing Series, four ultra-premium red wine blends that are in a class of their own. Like racing, these wines comprise of art, precision, engineering, science, and a whole lot of fun. You can choose from four blends titled Redline, Apex, Shift, and the 24. Today I'm going to tell you about Redline. It's a rich and complex blend delivering a taste of ripe blackberries, black cherry licorice, and a hint of toasty oak. An added very cool option is that this features the world's first interactive wine label. That's right. When you pour the wine, the three-dimensional tachometer actually hits the red line. It's incredible. The Racing Series is a killer gift for the automotive enthusiast in your life, and I've got a deal for you. If you use the code CARSYEAH, all one word, in all caps, when you go to checkout, you'll get $10 off any purchase of wines from the Racing Series. The wine ships promptly and arrives quickly right at your door. Use the code CARSYEAH at checkout for $10 off of your purchase today. There's always a seat at the table for excellence with the Racing Series. Go to adoberoadwines.com and use the code CARSYEAH to save $10 today. Cheers! All right, Bill, we're back. I'd love for you to share a story that instigated this passion, this personal passion you have for cars. Was there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew that you were going to be a bit of a car guy? Oh, yeah. You know, it's kind of just ongoing, I guess. Yeah, Mopar weirdo. But I think my dad <laughs> probably was, a, you know, that was a notable influence, I think, on me. I I always remembered he had 50s old rockets, right? They were the bomb back in the 50s. And I always had one to tweak on, or we'd sit and work on it. And, you know, that was his gig, so that got me started. So I had this 1949 old Rocket 88 that I got to mess with, you know, if I could just have it back. I got a 53, but not kind of the same thing. Wish I could have it. Wish I could have what we worked on. Then it was kind of the high school teenager dumb took over. 
that changed everything, of course. So then I had a 70s Camaro, 354 mm. speed. But a buddy of mine, you know, the evil buddy, he had this Challenger. <laughs> he, had a, he had a 70 Challenger, 383 Magnum, you know. And we lived in the country. I live out in the middle of nowhere, right? So every day after high school football or basketball practice, whatever, whatever it happened to be, we were going to, every day we would race home. And it was about 12 miles, maybe. And every day, mind you, he just would pull away from me in the straights with that goofy challenger, right? Yeah. 135 miles an hour every day, same stretch road. He'd just get ahead of me. So I mean, I think that's my Mopar OCD right now, to be honest with you. <laughs> what a challenge. <laughs> right? right. It, it comes to 16 years old. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think so. I, let's hope your mom didn't know about this stuff that was going on. Oh, my God. Oh, no, no. No, no. Every day they knew it. You know, we think we thought we were smart. Because yeah. I lived on the highway, and we'd come down that hill at 130, slam on the brakes. Of course, I had brake light cutout switches, right? <laughs> slam on the brakes, dive into the open garage, slam the door, and watch the cop go by, right? Because there's always somebody following us, or, you know, they could have stopped us at any point in time, you know, and you get a little brain brain cooking. But, but they really never did. We never got that in that big of trouble. But it, it certainly changed my it, it, it guided me the whole thing. I was trying to make the car faster and he was always tweaking on his and you know, it kind of works. So it's, I don't know. It's in my head and I can't get rid of it. Definitely. I, just, I, I think right. so. What was your first really special car? I'm going to, I'm going to put two of them in there. I, I think I was 22 years old. I still had Camaros and stuff and pickups and whatever, but I built my first street ride, mm -hmm. right? It's kind of when ZZ Top was kind of going strong and I had to come up with something. So I built a 27T and frankly bought the body at Speedway. I think that was, I don't know, 80s. Let's go for early 80s. You know, and I couldn't really afford a lot of stuff, so I had swap meets and whatever. I used parts. And then I was stupid enough to put a 430 Buick Wildcat in it, right? <laughs> so I had 400 horsepower and a 1,200-pound car, and Jeez. somehow I managed to survive that. Yes. I don't really get it, but no. it definitely it definitely guided me. And the other thing is a bike. And, of course, I had bought my first basket case, Harley, an old shovelhead, you know, 70, put it together, and then went Sturgis for the first time ever, right? And that, that started that whole gig, and that's just never let up either. I can't, I can't get that out of my head either. So I'm kind of a prisoner, if you will, Harley. Yeah, the Harleys and Mopars, whatever. Yeah, sounds like you got a fun, some fun stuff parked in that head of yours. Well, speaking of your head, Bill, I'm going to crawl into it a little bit here. This is a question oh, I'll God. bet no one's. Yeah, I'll bet no one's ever asked you this. If you woke up tomorrow and you were manifest as a vehicle, bike, car, whatever it might be, this isn't what you want to be. This is taking your attributes as a human, your personality, and wrapping them into some kind of a vehicle. What would Bill Schneider be? But more importantly, why? Uh, I think right now, I'm going to start with the why first. You know, we're kind of, this is going to be a weird answer for you. It just weren't. <laughs> but, you know, we're kind of in a charged climate now, you know, and it, as the country goes, it's it's kind of scary. And I'm right now, you'd think I'd choose something cool, Mopar, right? But that's not what I'm going to choose. Okay. I'm going to choose an AM General 925A2. I might have one of those. They're great fun. I've got six-wheel drive. I can afford about 11 feet of water and drink beer at the same time. <laughs> I have an 850 cubic inch Cummins. I have an Allison automatic transmission. I can run 60 miles an hour approximately in that, and I'm kind of bulletproof. So I seem to be invincible, but that's not really the case, but it's kind of close. Fun to think about, 
Plus, I figure I'll be real popular given the right circumstances with this big old truck. They're a huge amount of fun if you've ever tried one. I think that's what I want to be. Yeah, tell me that you said an AMG, and I didn't catch the last bit of that. Yeah, it's an AM General 925A2. Oh, they okay. kind of popular in the Gulf War. And there was one version that I've got that's got the big heavy Cummins in it. And then they had a turbocharged version. I, think. I got of, you. It now. lightens them up. And it's it's yeah. better off-road. <laughs> I'm taking a big one. I'm taking, a, I'm taking a giant motor. First person to answer that question that way, but I'm not surprised, Bill. You are a character. All right. We, yeah, we, we are uh, entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off some questions. Kind of a lightning round. Get some quick answers from okay. you. So here we go. What's one of your habits, your personal habits, you believe has contributed to your many successes in life? I would say from an engineering perspective, I kind of like being challenged engineering-wise with something new, Mm. right? I don't like to sit there and bits and go into analysis paralysis and overthink it. I like to move on. You know, that's how I got in the engine, you know, contemporary engine tuning and, and what have you. I try to actually facilitate new stuff. And I think primarily, I think that's what kind of drives me. Because I get bored easy, and I, I move on to something else, and sometimes Speedway will build a car based on kind of what I think we need, and sometimes I do it. So, you know, I, I, I'm going to just go with that. Okay. It's based on the fact that I can't sit in one place very long. Great answer. If I could wave a magic wand and arrange for you to have a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive industry or racing industry, living or deceased, that puts a twist on it. Who would it be? Oh, I'm going to deceased for sure. You got to remember, I'm an old guy, and I know knew a lot of people, yeah. and a lot of them have, have frankly left. So this is easy. Uh, it's a tie. Uh, the, the first guy that comes to mind for me is Bill Smith. Now he's who founded Speedway. Every car before I even dreamed of working at Speedway, every car show I go to, I have these three little daughters, right? Mm-hmm. And his wife would spot those daughters, and here come Bill and his wife. And they'd sit and talk. The girls would talk for hours and Bill for an hour. And then Bill would talk to me about cars and, and what happened. So what I'd really like to do is if I could have sit down and have a beer with him, I'd like to know how he thought I was doing at Speedway. <laughs> because he had no idea that I was going to work for right? Yeah. It wasn't even in the cards. I was a crane guy, right? Yeah, but I bet. I'm just going to – it's a good bet, I think, that he'd think I was spending too much money. Because – that's just how we roll, right? Yep. But he, he needed to win, and he would kind of spend as much money as he needed to win. So that's kind of where I'm going. Okay. But that's that's my local guy. Yep. Then then there's Carol Shelby. Uh, okay. Now I knew him from Speedway again before I worked there. I'd I'd met him a couple times, and then I met him out at Shelby American out in Vegas. Just a very personal guy, you know. He's he's just a great hero. Yeah. And then I know his son Mike. He comes here for an antique tractor show once in a while. Oh. And then I talked to uh, Gary Patterson, who's the president of Shelby American, yep. Yep. from a Speedway perspective. And SORC, the Sand Hills Open Road Challenger in Nebraska, I participate in that every year. So I get to see him there every year. You know, the, that whole Shelby thing, that that's just it. They're on a different level. Yep. So they're all stellar people and and if I had to sit and listen to whatever story Carol Shelby wanted to choose to remember for me, they, they're all good. <laughs> and, 
is I, it's kind of ironic that Bill and, and Carol were friends. I, I think they team up on me. I don't think I'd want to take them both <laughs> off at the same time. That'd be, that'd be quite a meal, that's for sure. Uh, I think that I think that'd be a, a little suicidal. Uh, uh, it, it could be fun, though. Hey, what's the best automotive advice someone else has ever offered to you? Probably from a race perspective, race what you can afford to build, or for that matter, rebuild, I guess. You know, if you're going to race something, you're going to go out and high performance it around, doing whatever, you're going to have an event, you're going to break it. It's just the way it is. And, you know, sometimes you don't want to lose sight of that. Keep, You know, you don't need a second mortgage on your house to replace your cooth. It's okay. You know, simple racing these days, it's hard. I mean, you can't get, you can't get insurance. Uh, so I guess I'm just going sticking with that. Make sure you can walk away from whatever you get greasy side up and not get in a financial bind. I think that's the best advice I could, I've ever got. Yeah, I think so. Now I always ask my guests about resources. Obviously, Speedway Motors, awesome resource for people, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, you call in there, and if you start asking technical questions on, on suspension packages, they'll probably eventually get the mirror or the engineer that designed it. You know, we got a tremendous resource there as far as the, as the people that are on the phones. But, it, you know, now it's a little frustrating because there's so many people buying so many car parts. It's hard sometimes to get through. So I just I just say everybody needs to pay attention and, and remain patient. Yep. And, you know, it, it we'll get we'll get through it. You know, there resources from a Speedway Motors perspective is fantastic. I got a few others for you here real quick. Yep. One of them is you're laying there at night and you're trying to figure out your SO or C ride. And you're trying to go 200 miles an hour. You can just log on to the Tremec website, right? And you can you can punch in your tire diameter and then you start punching in gear ratios and it'll tell you how fast you're going to go. You know, uh, it's theoretical, yeah. right? But that's good because you're sitting there, you can't sleep. You're wondering how fast your car is going to go with this much horsepower. You know what? You don't even have to do any math. Go to the Tremec website and they'll figure it out in one nanosecond. Tremec, you know, we exclusively run Tremec manual gearboxes in all our team Speedway cars uh, set up, in fact, by Joe Diedrich Dietrich Motorsports, who's another powertrain genius uh, that I was going to mention, is is uh, he's very good at at uh, predicting what's going to happen, and if you got enough clutch, and if you got enough horsepower potential, and and uh, and then he goes and he literally physically will turn our regular Tremec TKO into a dog box where you don't have to use the clutch, which is kind of important for autocross if you want to be competitive, right? So. Cool. Right. So, you know, he's good. Uh, you know, the Rick at Holly, I don't know if, I don't know if you're familiar with any of that, but if you're into engine management, which I kind of knew about it, but I've been at it for about five years now. Rick is, Rick, you ask for him and everybody will know who he is and he'll really help you out. Uh, and then I've got a local chat at the shop here in Lincoln. He's uh, seen everything tuning wise. You know, he's been on a lot of these TV shows and goes out and has, has good success. And he, he's just seen everything tuning wise. So, you know, all those guys are very smart. They're disciplined. And uh, there's a lot of resources out there. You don't have to guess. They're out there. You just have to know where to look. There you go. I'll make sure I put a list and a link to all these on his show notes page. Just go to carsyad.com, type in Bill Schneider, and that page will pop up. Bill, speaking of great resources, is there a book that perhaps you've read that you'd like to share with others? Well, yeah, kind of. I hope it doesn't happen, and I, I, I hope we never have to experience it in this country. But, you know, I'm going to go back to my Army truck answer, right? I think what we're going to try to strive for, but you got to know what you're even looking at. I, I know this is going to sound a little weird, 
but I'm going to go with Hunger Games. Right? Hunger Games. I had oh, the opportunity. <laughs> okay. Right. Right. Yeah. So it. So every one of those books, reading them back to back, shows you a brief overview into some future. We just have to strive not to get there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, let's keep it fiction uh, for sure. <laughs> Definitely. This saying. Yeah, I know. Uh, scary times. You can find everything Bill has shared on your show notes page here at Cars. Yeah. All right, Bill, we're up to the checkered flag, and I'm going to buy you a very cool, fun car today. Collector car. Something kind of unique and different to park in your garage and take out and have some fun with. But there are a couple rules to this game since I'm writing the check. You can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with. I want you to drive it and enjoy it. But it's the only one collector fun toy car you can have. So is it going to be that uh, that AMG that you talked about, that truck, or am I going to buy you something different today? No, no. You're going to buy me a plum crazy Hemi Cootie convertible. <laughs> okay. 426 Hemi. Let me let me define that. Okay. That, that if I had to pick one car, it'd be Plum Crazy for start. I already got. I've I've built a couple of e bodies, and one of them is a Plum Crazy Challenger. So the Cuda would be kind of nice to have, but obviously yeah. it's big money. But, you know, I think Mopars just in general have tremendous character engines. You know, their body styles or colors. And yeah. Funny story for you is I met the Mopar color guy from the 70s uh, when I was dealing with Sherwin Williams at, on it a crane deal, to be honest, he was paying a crane. And they brought him down and let me talk to him for a day. This is the guy that invented Limelight and Blum Crazy, right? He did the the colors. And wow. I was just enamored with the stories the guy had. You know, and he came up with a, you know, a trivia question for me, and I'll just give it to you. What was Plum Crazy's original name? It was Statutory Grape, right? But they didn't, but they couldn't do that. No. They couldn't pull that off, no. right? They, it, was, it was too far out there. But that was the original name they called it up until... 15 minutes before they decided to release them all and they changed it to Plum Crazy. So Plum Crazy. That's kind of a fun story. From I this think so. Guy. Yeah, that's, I've never heard that. That is very cool. Well, I'd be happy to park one of those in your garage. Awesome choice. I, I kind of figured based on what you're talking about, we're going to go down that road, but uh, I think you'd look pretty cool in that car. Bill, you've taken me on a very fun ride today. This has been great. Really enjoyed getting to know you better. I want to thank you for sharing your life's journey with us today. Before I let you go, could you offer us one little parting piece of guidance or wisdom, some words to the wise before you rip off down that highway in that plum crazy Cuda? All right. I'm going to maybe be a little Debbie Downer here, but I think everybody needs to think about this. Okay. I'm going to go kind of more responsibility and safety factor here. You know, right. I, I have to be safe everywhere I go Yeah. on all these, all these events and I can't do anything bad. So, you know, I kind of, I'm kind of tempered there a little bit. I spent uh, a lot of, a lot of time at high-speed interstate fatality accidents over the years, yes, you know, yeah. a lot of, lot of bad, very bad stuff. And uh, it's just an activity that you really don't want to experience, you know, especially when you're trying to have fun. So cocktail at 140 miles an hour, you think you got the best chrome molly roll cage in the world and a power pole is not going to end well. No. Right. You're not, you certainly aren't. You aren't safe at a 140 out on, on a road somewhere. Okay, so, you know, I can say that. So let's move on to the most important part that kind of enters into that. Because, you know, in this new culture we've got, we've got street racers on TV. You know, we've got, I can go North Lincoln, and you can see any Friday and Saturday night, you can see people just blasting around up there. The cops come up and break up. So where I'm going here is, that's, you're not going to stop any of that. Just remember 
But don't think you're going to climb into your brand new thousand horsepower Camaro that you rebuilt and turbocharged and nitrous and methanol injected, and it's going to be anything like your 400 horsepower Camaro. So taking that all in, I use the best safety equipment in its designed intent that you can get. If you're going to go fast, have a harness. Spend some money for a roll cage. You know, get something in there that doesn't ruin your life, right? Because being paralyzed is as big a problem as being dead in a lot of cases, right? Some people overcome it. Some people just never do. Let's just not go there. You know, there's, there's plenty of racetracks around. You know, we've got two road courses within 100 miles of Lincoln, Nebraska. Surely you can take your car over there and, you know, get drag strips and what have you. So I'm just trying to make everybody safe. But primarily, since you can't really stop it, you're never going to stop it. Just try to be safe. You know, look at the Speedway catalog. Look at the harnesses, right? And how to mount them properly. So you can roll your car 10 times at freaking SORC or wherever you're at, and you just kind of wander out dazed and confused. You know, where am I versus versus what I've seen in the past? And it, it doesn't take much of a hit, really, to cause a fatality out there. So just trying to be, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. I'm just trying to, Make sure that everybody realizes the direction I'm coming. No, it's here. it's words to the wise. And the other thing that everybody out there that likes to drive fast in the public, there are other people out there. And there's other people with kids in their cars. Be careful. Don't do it. Take it to a track. Uh, but you're right. Have the right safety equipment. Really, really important. Uh, listeners, uh, you can find everything we've shared today at TeamSpeedway.com and SpeedwayMotors.com. I'll put links to both of those on Bill's show notes page. Uh, everything you ever wanted to find is at these companies. You'll have fun. Remember to be safe. It's the new year. Be careful. There are other people out there. And I want to do a thank you to Kelsey uh, Bujo. Is that how I say her last name at Speedway Motors? Yeah. 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 Isn't that a great name? Bujo. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Uh, Kelsey, thank yeah. you for introducing me to Bill. This has been fun. Bill, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your a life with us. This has been a ride uh, for sure until you and I talk again. I'll see you down the road. Thank you. This has been fun. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars yeah website at carsyeah.com. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to carsyeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!